Welcome to, I think this is episode 27. Yeah. Welcome to episode 27 of Don't Feed the Trolls. Today we're going to talk about the phenomenon known as Pokemon Go and the future. The future. Being here now with us. Augmented reality. And the like, I'm sitting in front of Nate Henry. It almost feels like we have a live audience. Nate's in my garage right now. For the first time, we are in person tracking this. I know it sounds like often we're in the same room. We're not. We are miles away, I think. 2,000 yeah. miles away? I think it's 2,000 miles. It's but it's a four-hour flight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we're, we're always on Skype and recording. Um, sometimes Nate's internet's bad because he's gone back to the Stone Age and moved out to the farm but where you can't pokemon go very well you there's no pokemons out there have ah, you tried i don't know if this i don't know if the data can catch up to the pokies you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i feel like uh it's been a long time and i know our listeners they get an episode every week so it feels like not so long but i feel like it's been a long time since we yeah recorded stuff we've been busy and now i'm getting ready to go in the next two days to orlando to track a, uh, a, the new classic crime record you just got off tour tell us how that went well, you can hear it in my voice. Yeah, you sound pretty good, actually. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, <laughs> where I sound good. Mm. No, uh, I could do like some movie trailers right now and make some money. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was great, man. It's funny because I gave you some uh, shit because your voice was all raspy and yeah. tired after your tour. And <laughs> now mine is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was great, man. It was crazy. We had some. We had. A, we had. A, uh, I think a, a two sold out shows. Oh my gosh! I want to say Seattle. I don't know what the cap. Would you say Sherwood is back now then? Dude, I don't even in know. In some small form, like it was like a time machine, and it's cool <laughs> that we're talking about the future episode because it, I like went back in time, and this time machine it was like playing these songs from ten years ago. So. And now you're gonna go back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was cool, man. It was I, I think it in some senses it was like might have been some closure for some guys. Okay. Um, and then you know it's not negative. Everyone, it's a it was a positive experience. Everyone had fun. I'm surprised at how many people showed up, and we can't call them kids anymore because. They're not. They're grown-ups with kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the saying for band guys. Everyone's like, how many kids were at the show? Yeah, and there were and, some 21-plus shows, so we never, yeah. did, we never did that before. There was like some 35-year-old kids there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Well, they had their kids at home, and they were all like, we haven't gone out yet, but this yeah. is the first time. And yeah. Like, wow. Since 2008 when I saw Sherwood. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was great, man. It was weird. It was just a weird experience when you don't do it every day, and then you're kind of back in right that arena but you're is it like riding a bike like you just pick it back up yeah muscle memory playing the songs did and then like all the i don't know if this is how it works for you but you know how all the music together gives you the lyrical cues what right. you're gonna sing next right as opposed to trying to practice by oh, yourself yeah, it's so hard to do it by yourself but then yeah. you hear the drums and the guitars and you're like oh the next line's coming yeah and it's like second nature. yeah yeah totally it's like when you listen when you listen to a record you can hear the next song at the last note of the previous song you know you just yeah it feels like oh i know what's coming and when you're a singer you just have to remember all these words yeah and you depend on this weird part of your brain that yeah. gives you the feeds you the line it's muscle memory yeah so anyway that was cool so anyway back to the future Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls. A podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture. Through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections. And into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. All 
Uh, we're coming to you live from my garage slash studio. Yeah. And uh, we're here to talk about... The future. The future. The future is now. The future is a game called Pokemon Go, which uh, over 30 million people at this point have downloaded. It's broken all the records um, for most downloads in its first week on the Apple Store, um, surpassing other popular apps like Candy Crush, uh, Candy Crush, LinkedIn, Lyft, and Tinder. And if you've been outside, you've likely seen droves of people wandering the streets. Oh. And that's how I got introduced to Pokemon Go. Really? Someone was wandering around? So we played a show in San Luis Obispo. I didn't know about Pokemon Go, really. It's like midnight. I'm in downtown San Luis Obispo. We walk out of the pizza store. There's like seven groups of people walking around. And I'm like, it's midnight. What is everyone doing? And it, it felt like they were like organizing some kind of like protest. <laughs> They like, were. They were probably. It was probably like some kind of battle they were having, dude. And I was like, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're catching Pokemon's." And I'm like, "Wait." And I recorded it actually on my phone. Maybe we can splice <laughs> yeah. some of that in. There. Like this guy right here. Yeah, I go hard. Gyms man. a day. How many? How many hours a day are you on it? Like five a day. Really? It's like yeah, just like playing the Pokemon. It's kind of my other video you, game it just time. came out. My regular video game. And like you do other things along the way, right? Oh yeah, like, yeah, I, like I do errands and shit. You go out. shopping, yeah. you turn yeah. it on, you put it in your pocket. When did Pokemon come out? This game, the Pokemon Yellow, so like the first one came out like the year I got my Game Boy Color, right? Okay. So the first year, like those were the days. The Game Boy Color was new. No that game was new, and I was like of age is. to like want that shit and get that it's shit for like, Christmas, you know? Definitely. And that's what I'm talking about. You sound crazy. It's like the beginning of my video games, Pokemon. Okay. And we see people that go will go out to dinner because they're like, oh, there's two stops in range, and they'll go out and have dinner together. That's cool. Just like you know. So you guys are starting to get dinner, hanging out, and now you're friends in real life. Uh, yeah, actually, that's though. cool. Well, because normally I'd be sitting inside playing. Yeah, they were they were all talking to each other in this weird language, and they were kind of walking around going, "Oh, did you get this?" Blah blah blah. blah. I got this one. Let's go to the team over there. And I was just like, "What? Wait, what, what's happening right now?" And they were telling me that they just met each other a couple of days ago, and now they're good friends. So people, random people are meeting each other on the streets, teaming up, becoming friends, and then walking around catching stuff on their phone. Right. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's it's a mobile game. Pokemon Go is a mobile game that uses your geolocation and places creatures on the map that you can capture by physically walking or traveling from location to location. So people are out in their neighborhoods walking around trying to find Pokemon and trying to get pokeballs and you and throw the pokeball at it and you capture it and then you have like one of them and then i think you get more of those that type yeah. there's like 140 or something i'm gonna i'm gonna be brutalized if yeah, i get all this yeah, wrong but i'm not a pokemon fan i did download the app the other day um we had our producer um michael basket we call him elvis over at my place and we were uh, hanging out after doing some pre-production for the new record and you were catching pokemons well robbie just like like he shows me the app it like pops up and you know, I'm just like talking and he's like, hey, look, there's a Pokemon in your yard. I was like, oh, that's what Pokemon Go looks like. Okay. He's like, let's go catch the Pokemon. So me, Elvis, and Ravi go out to my front yard. We catch a Pokemon. We're like, okay. Yeah. Well, where's the, oh, let's go over there. Let's find some. So we walked all the way down to this like church parking lot and it was midnight and we walk into the church parking lot because apparently churches have like their Poke stops. Like you can get Pokeballs there. Like every church. Every church? Yeah. yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. They just, they like, I think they just made that happen. They're just like, church is a good spot to catch some Pokemon. Sure. Like, I mean, there's been people walking into police departments and cemeteries and war memorials and stuff. Stuff that's like probably not appropriate to play games. Oh, but church is fine. 
<laughs> well, at least the front door of the church, you can get Pokeballs. So the conservative w- church probably thinks it's witchcraft or something. Well, I heard so- I heard somewhere that they put uh, a Poke Stop at Westboro Baptist Church, <laughs> <laughs> and the name of the Poke Stop is Love Is Love. Oh no way! <laughs> they like that was deliberate. That's awesome. That was deliberate. So people are showing up to Westboro. They call them gyms, right? Right. Yeah. So that's where you train your your Pokemons or something. I'm not level five yet, by the way. I'm, oh, you train uh, your Pokemons there. Yeah, you go to the gym and you train and you test your skills and you, I think you get better. Well, there's this old couple. They were like 90 years old and their house was like this sweet old house and it became it was a gym. No. And so they didn't know what to do because <laughs> all these nerds are out front with their phones <laughs> at like 11 o'clock and they like called the police. They're like, what the heck? You know? Could you imagine? It's causing all sorts of problems. When stuff like this happens, like – Christy, my wife, tends to get scared. Like, it's her first initial instinct is, like, something blew up. Something changed dramatically about our society and our culture overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And if it can do that, then it can change really, really bad. Like, her her instincts is, like, what's this world coming to? Like, this could get really bad really fast. Well, that's how I felt. So I go back into the pizza place, and everyone's all the the whole tour is eating pizza. And I go, guys, the future is happening outside right now. (laughs) And they're like, what? I'm like, everyone who's strangers is coming together on their phones and playing a game together, people they don't know, and they're running around. It's insane. Uh, So we we were in this church parking lot, and and, uh, we see these two girls up ahead, younger girls, and it's midnight. Robbie knows the etiquette. He calls out. He's like, don't worry about us. We're just playing Pokemon Go. Like, we're not like scary guys, you and they're two like, young girls, and we have to sort of have to let them know we're just playing Pokemon Go, and they're like, okay, we are too. And then another okay. a, another couple of people like walked in, and we we're just like all out there doing this. We have this common ground. We're doing this thing. Yeah. And I read this uh, thing on Reddit right when Pokemon Go came out, and I thought it was a really cool story. And so Sloth of Doom says, "Okay, reporting in. Couldn't sleep, so I downloaded the game and took a uh, 3 a.m. walk." There's a little park a few blocks from me that had like three pokey stops and a gym. So I wandered over there to see what the game could offer. Picked up an Eevee outside my house and a couple of trash pokes on the way to the park. So I get there and wander around a little, checking out the stops and rustling in the tall grass and decide to go a few blocks away to see a couple more stops. And I hear it from the darkness, uh, yo, my man. Turning, I see two <laughs> sketchy looking dudes sitting on a bench in the dark. I must have walked right past them without even noticing them. Great. One of them waves. My man, check over by the blue truck over there. We got an Onyx earlier. <laughs> so I wander over by the truck, and sure enough, there's a fucking Onyx there. Awesome. <laughs> so I end up chatting with the guys for a bit, told them where I got my Eevee, and they convinced me to join Red Team when I hit level five so we could, quote unquote, lock shit down in no the neighborhood. Way. No way. <laughs> then, the, then the cop shows up. Yeah, so it turns out two 20-something black dudes and a 40-year-old white guy chilling in the park at 3 a.m. looks strange. It took a bit of uh, talking to convince the cop that we weren't doing a drug deal and a bit longer to explain the game. Then the cop downloaded the fucking game on his phone <laughs> and asked us how to get started. Go Red Team. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I was just that's like, awesome. oh, that's the best Like, that's the best little uh, picture of, of maybe probably the best part of... Uh, Pokemon Go. I mean, to be a police officer already, it's already difficult, but here you have people with their phones walking around you don't know. They should have some kind of Pokey helmet you have to wear. Like, right. I'm Pokemoning right now, so you can tell. <laughs> you I think it's mean? pretty easy to tell when like someone's just like looking at their phone, walking around some random park at 3 a.m. Uh, it's probably probably yeah. on Pokemon. You know what a great a great prank would be is to like get like 
improv now everywhere and get like 40 people to go into a mall but they actually dress up like pokey characters <laughs> and then they start throwing these pokey balls in real life at, at these people like and real were... life po- i saw some guy like some some gun guy shooting a, a real like a pokeball a pokemon pikachu stuffed doll <laughs> with real guns and yeah, like yeah. blowing it to bits oh jeez. Um, yeah well, so... when we were in san diego on tour two people fell off a cliff that day wow so i told the crowd i said hey be safe tonight no right. Pokemoning off the cliffs. Right. Like. No, it's, it, I mean, with it's any crazy, phenomenon, dude. there's going to be, like, when you have 30 million people, you know, doing doing this new thing where it causes them to get outside of their house, walk around their neighborhood and explore um, while looking at their phone, there's going to be dangers. And I, I downloaded the app to see what it was all about. And the first screen, like the login screen, so is a guy walking on a, yeah, it's a guy walking on a bridge and this big, like, monster out in front and... It's like, be aware of your surroundings. Man. You know, when you're walking around, be aware of your surroundings, which is probably hard for people to do if they're, like, trying to look at Pokemon and walk at the same time. It's a weird phenomenon. Some girl found a dead body. She was walking yeah, and found in, a dead in body. in the woods, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And I, I mean, well, I mean, that's good, though. I mean, missing persons. Well, I think it's good considering our last episode was about getting out and getting moving and losing a few pounds, so. Well, that's the positive aspect of, of playing a game like this. Most games require you to be sedentary. You know, you don't do anything. You just yeah. you just don't burn a calorie. But this is causing people who would normally just play mobile games while sitting. Yeah, the guy that I met to walk for, around. the first time said he walked, on average, he probably thought he walked 30 miles in the last two days. Wow. 30 miles. Yeah, that's a marathon. And so, anyway. so we have exercise as a positive. We have um, exploring your actual neighborhood. So it brings people together, you think? Well, we were talking about episode 19 of the podcast, how kids don't like go out. Yeah. They don't explore because mm-hmm. the world is perceived as more dangerous than it is. Um, and even though crime rates haven't really gone up since the 70s, kids have stayed more in their own realm. This is causing people to like go out. But what's the lure of it? I don't really understand. Like, what makes you want to do it? Your Pokemon's develop. You know. I guess every game's like that. And then I think you go like you get to a level where you can fight other people and and prove your Pokemon's are stronger. Wow. So Pokemon, I think it came out in like the early '90s. Yeah. And I heard the guy, the original guy, who invented Pokemon. You know, he invented it because. He liked catching bugs when he was a kid. Okay. And uh, and um, and all the different varieties. And it was like that sort of childlike, you know, exploration of different creatures. And then um, he also wanted to create a game that brought people together, like to yeah. connect each other, not just oh, okay. like people playing by themselves. But I think what I've noticed talking to those kids outside, they were college kids, you just meet random people and you become friends with them. I, 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 that just doesn't happen a lot well, I think in, in the real huge. world. It's huge for our culture specifically because we don't live in these close-knit, you know, European or Eastern-style, you know, family blocks where people are, communities are tight. We're kind of free-floating. And so to have just a means to connect to people who are mm. random, yeah. like people just on the subway or on the bus, you know, to have a common ground, I think, is is good. Yeah. This is kind of a marriage of the two. Like, you have the digital sphere, and then you have, like, the community thing kind of coming together. So what happens from here? I mean, uh, are is every game going to do this now? Or are we going to see people going all over the place? And, and people are going to be in your backyard catching all kinds <laughs> of shit? Like, well, I think there's definitely going to be a demand for games that interact with reality more. But it feels like, for the first time, I was, why, why I ran in the pizza place and said that, it feels like the first time, for me, dudes, something's happening outside that I've never seen before. Most of the time, future happens and technology changes, but it's so slow, you can't really, you're like, oh, 
well, we had a VCR, now we have a DVD player, and that kind of transferred over five years or something. And then, you know, you got self-driving cars now. The, oh, yeah, virtual reality. VR's so, getting good. I don't know. So is Chrissy scared of, <laughs> like, the potential, the fallout of all that? Well, or? I think she's just scared of change. So the next step's probably what? Like, some kind of Google Glass. Like, you're playing Facebook games through your glasses. And then there's, like, yeah. We talked about the positive aspects of Pokemon Go. Now let's talk about the negative, because obviously with any phenomenon, there's uh, there's the... We mixed in a little negative in there. We mixed in a little negative, but uh, one of the negative things that people are experiencing is people are not respecting reverent formal places like memorials. Yeah, or, or um, going to old people's houses and throwing I, Pokeballs sure. at Sure. I heard, I heard some people were going to the Auschwitz <laughs> War Memorial and picking up Pokemons there. I'm surprised they don't have some kind of like... Like some, some sort of like digital sphere that like doesn't right. work. And maybe that'll be set up. Um, but right now they just dropped them randomly on the map and people are going to, you know, police stations. We joked about buying Poke Stops on our tour and putting them inside the venues. Right, right. And I think a lot of business, there's opportunity there for businesses to be like, we have a rare Pokemon. Come check it out. It sounds like we can't think of anything negative. It's just all positive. Well, no, I mean, people playing while driving is negative. There's been accidents and car pileups and stuff like that. Jeez. People are, you know, people text and drive. We know that. And there's big campaigns against that. Now people are playing a Pokemon game while driving. <laughs> Um, well, that's why we need self-driving cars, right? So we exactly. can just play Pokemon. The future is here. In your self-driving car, you can just be looking at your phone the whole time. <laughs> oh, gosh. Picking up Pokemons on your way to work. Our cars are driving ourselves. Our phones are augmenting with reality. We can just sit in our couch and see the world. Right. I mean, has there been a time where it feels like the future is happening this fast? So, yeah, we're so global. It has been kind of funny to be on tour. You see these little chunky kids walking around their neighborhoods yeah. with their iPads. And I'm like, <laughs> Good for them, you know? <laughs> i like, that kid has been inside for the last seven years, and now he's out, and he's like right. a vampire in the daylight. Like, oh. I mean, that sounds so mean, but there have been, I have seen many chubby kids with. with so, like, <laughs> yeah, we went, we went downtown uh, Everett for the last day that um, Elvis was here. Okay. And um, we were walking down the street, and there's a father and daughter playing Pokemon Go, and so we chat with them a little bit, and. I guess the cool part about it is, is like a kid will walk up to you on the yeah. street and talk to you because now there's common ground. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's certain things in life that create common ground. Um, one of the things is like weather. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's a flood or a snowstorm, you have pe random people coming together because they're all experiencing the same thing. Power outage. Didn't we talk about that on an episode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when yeah. the power went out and all the neighbors talked for a little while. Yeah, all the neighbors get together and and they go, yeah, we're all on the same ground for for once, and that's yeah. kind of the. I guess a positive thing about Pokemon Go is you can walk up to strangers who are playing it and say, hey, I, I know what you're doing. So here's the thing. Maybe we could talk a little about AI. Have you seen Ex Machina? No. Oh, man, that movie's great. This guy who's a genius creates these AI people and at some point, but he's like he's like mistreating them. Like he's not like respecting their human rights, huh. but they basically are human. Yeah. So that's the big question is at what point does, does an AI get born with... Um, Certain inalienable rights. Yeah. Who's the guy in the uh, Stephen Hawking? Yeah. He's been a huge champion of trying to like say, hey, look, we got to put limits on AI because right. it can become self aware and it will be Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird because like at what point, like, did you see there, there was, I saw this other day, this guy built a drone that had a flamethrower and a gun on it. 
and the FDA was like trying to shut him down. But so now you can fly a drone in someone's backyard with a gun and a and a camera, right? And you can start picking people off, oh, like, geez. like 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 the government, like does the government does. With their drones. I've read that like as technology increases, it's like a wave. Remember, have you seen Interstellar? When yep. They, when they land on the planet and the waves are super high. Right. So visualize that. Like for years, we've been kind of in this slow climb of technology, right. and now all of a sudden the wave is going straight up. Right. And it's going backwards now. Like, right. like technology curling. is 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 developing itself. Right. So it's curling over. Yeah. Yeah. So we are. <laughs> it's going so fast; it's impossible to trace. So right. I just love the questions that it brings up. Like when, like we have to think about the ethics of it. Now we have to think about the ethics of an AI becoming smart enough to earn the rights of a human, or we have to think about the ethics of how how much limitations do we want to put on this based on the potential risk um because there's all these new questions arising about you know what are we actually doing here i mean it's like stem cell research it's like you know stuff like that yeah those those things bring up technology brings up all these extra questions we have to ask ourselves what makes us human what makes a human and what helps humanity and what hurts humanity well that's what was great about (coughs) interstellar is it was like this whole question of love Right. And uh, that's what makes us human is we have this sort of, you know, innate sense of we 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 have love in us no matter what we believe. Right. We all want that. We all feel that. We all feel that disconnection when it's not there. Someone has to make some rules. We have to come together as humanity, like almost be like. It's going to be a lot of like three steps forward, two steps back, I think. But you're going to always have people tinkering in their garage and not going to play by the rules. So. Right. Sure. There how much longer before you can't tell the difference between some person right. walking down the street and it's a robot? Right. Is that going to happen in our lifetime, you think? I think it probably will. It might, yeah. I mean, considering how fast technology is going, we have, a, we have a pretty big chance that... I mean, some scientists say the, the, the first um, immortal has been born. <laughs> Wait, so people aren't going to die? Well, they'll like, they figure, figure out a way to continue consciousness beyond... Our oh, bodies. capture yeah. your brain in like a yeah. program, yeah. dude. In that sense, I can relate to Christy because that makes me a little <laughs> scary. Scared. That's that's a little scary, man. That's, the that future really is, is the future is scary, but I think uh, you can't run from it. You have to embrace it, and we have to deal with all the questions it brings up, all the moral and ethical um, questions, and we have to handle those responsibly because we can't get away from it. Um, you know, it's going to happen. And you can either be conservative and regressive, or you can be progressive and try to move forward in a re- reasonable, responsible way. Um, but you can't go back. We just mm. can't go back. Time is linear, and we can't go back. So we got to move forward. I can only imagine what like the Amish people think when they're riding their carts down the street and there's a bunch of fat kids on iPads just walking around <laughs> and they don't know what to think about it. Because I just bought a bunch of stuff from the Amish farms in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of chickens and uh, some bunch of produce. Sure. And they look at you, they look at me yeah. like I am. The Terminator. No, I just rolled up. <laughs> they look like Hobbit kids because they come out and they have these weird pants and these shirts and they don't wear shoes. The yeah. kids don't. Yeah. And they kind of run up to you and they're like, you know, and they speak this like Yiddish German. <laughs> and it's like, I felt like I walked into Hobbiton and uh, 
in some senses, I feel like they have it right, and in some senses, they have it wrong. Right. It, do we need to make draw really hard lines in the sand like the Amish do right. when it comes to technology? Mm. But I feel like at some point, if we don't have some major reactions to the way the technology is going, we're going to have mechanical dogs breaking in here with guns on them. <laughs> and you're going to get dragged away down to the cop station because something posted on social media. And, you know, where's the line? 100th Amendment right to own a drone dog to protect your family. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> You can have drone dogs fighting regular dogs, and eventually Bigfoot's just going to take over the world, and no one will find him, right? Oh, that's awesome. We, I think we covered a lot on this uh, episode. Yeah. As always, you guys can email us at don'temailthetrolls at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, um, any cool stories you've had playing Pokemon Go, or any thoughts about the future and technology. Love to hear from you. As always, we have a Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash don'tfeedthetrolls if you want to support us on a monthly basis. Uh, this podcast is always free, and we yeah. kept it free and ad-free, too. Um, so uh, if you'd like to help us out, even a dollar a month will... My buddy listened to the podcast, came to the Portland show, and he was like, stop asking for a dollar. Oh, okay. Ask for five dollars at uh, least. <laughs> if you want to chip in a hundred dollars a month, yeah. we're, it's it's something. That's true. It's if a we, gas bill. If everyone could just spare a coffee a month for the podcast, just one coffee. Yeah, you you got to go on coffee terms. Just one coffee. Just one latte a month. That's so, all we're asking for. Log in, chip five bucks a month. Yeah, and if we get to like two thousand bucks, we're gonna we're gonna start doing two shows a week. We got a bunch of extra content on our Patreon for our patrons. Um, we have some cool behind the scenes interviews with some cool peeps, and we're uh, gonna be putting some more stuff up there. So yeah, uh, check that out. Uh, until next time, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, to thank you. Don't feed the trolls, and uh, we'll see you next time. I mean, some scientists say the, the, the first immortal 